Leslie Marshall. No spin doctors here. Just the truth. Happy Hump Day. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only true democracy in talk radio of four and by you, the people. In this hour, you can join us as our guest is on your show, the only true democracy in talk radio. Pick up the phone, 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number if you have questions, comments, opinions, or concerns. Uh, joining us this afternoon, we have John Silimparis. Uh, who is a psychotherapist here in Los Angeles, where I am. He's become a go-to expert for the media on many areas of psychological issues. As a matter of fact, he is a former staff therapist in the Department of Psychiatry at Cedars-Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, very prestigious hospital, in the Department of Addiction Medicine at Kaiser Permanente Medical Center. He also is a writer and regular blogger at the Huffington Post, as I am. He's author of Retrain Your Anxious Brain and Mortal Bonds, available both on Amazon.com. Uh, thank you for uh, being with us. I really appreciate you uh, joining us, and uh, thank you for joining us, John. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Uh, you wrote a great piece entitled Donald Trump should be on medication, not on ballots. Uh, let's talk about this. There are people, I'm a Democrat who think he's a looney tune, but I'm not the only one. Even Republicans think he's a looney tune. Um, first of all, what prompted you uh, to write this uh, piece? Because when you look back, as you write about Mitt Romney in 2012, we have a very different race now four years later in 2016 and a very different front runner. We do. And look, we all know that Donald Trump is pompous. He's over the top. He's racist. He's bigoted. All of that stuff. Tyrannical, too. But why? And I think it's a good thing to do as a psychotherapist, first of all, for the last 22 years, to kind of take a good look at the very frightening underbelly as to why he is this way. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have never seen a candidate like this. You know, I'm 54 years old, and I've been voting for quite some time, but this is quite unusual. And the reason why I wrote the piece is because it scares me, in a sense, to look that, to see that someone like this um, could have gotten this far and pretty close to the nomination with a very serious personality disorder that would really prevent him from being a sane and stable commander-in-chief. Okay, so you are, in your professional opinion, um, having not examined him, but just from watching him speak and the way he acts, mm-hmm. uh, you, think he has a, you think he has a personality disorder? Exactly. It's called a characterological personality disorder, and it is a narcissistic personality disorder. Now, look, three of the hallmarks of a narcissistic personality disorder, and there are many, are a grandiose sense of entitlement, which he has, someone who has difficulty maintaining healthy interpersonal relationships, and someone who has trouble regulating their affect, someone that, in other words, doesn't manage their inner emotions very well. Hence, we see him need a psychopathic need for control. He has a lack of compassion for people. He's very reactive. He's very conceited. And underneath all of that, it usually is typically a sort of secret kind of insecurity and shame and vulnerability that he has to act out in this way 
this very verbose and bombastic way. Okay, hold that thought, John. We're going to take a break. That's our shortest segment in the hour. When we come back, we'll hear more about this. Our expert, our medical expert, says Donald Trump has a personality disorder. We'll talk about what that means and what he outlined, and we'll take your calls as well, 8886-LESLIE. Quick break. Back to you right after this. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. And we're back with you and with our guests. Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. John Silimparis has written a great piece for the Huffington Post. He's a psychotherapist here in Los Angeles. The piece is entitled, Donald Trump Should Be on Medication, Not on Ballots. Now, you said he has a personality disorder, and some people heard you talking about what criteria that would fit for the kind of disorder that you feel he should be diagnosed with. Can you say that disorder again for folks that have just tuned in, John? It's called narcissistic personality disorder. And okay. And when, and when you talk about the criteria, what about somebody sitting there going, well, heck, Doc, that criteria could, you know, be, you know, be ascribed to perhaps almost everybody running for office? Not necessarily, because if you notice the way that he's handled himself, especially in the debates, he has inspired pissing contests. He's inspired tantrums. He doesn't take criticism very well. In fact, he can't take criticism at all. And here's the thing that he does all the time, and people with this type of disorder do this. He does what's called splitting. He divides people into good people and bad people. If you cross him, he's going to go after you. You're going to be off his Christmas list. But if you are good to him in his mind, then all of a sudden you are uh, pedestalized. And this is how people uh, with this type of disorder defend themselves. They create a world of duality where there's good people and bad people, and if I can make that distinction, then I'm safer in the world. It's very typical for him to do that. What type of a president would somebody with this disorder be? I think it would be a very dangerous president because, look, he he can't handle the rigors of being scrutinized as a political figure. Okay, how will he be able to handle the pressures to sustain dealing with delicate international affairs? That would send his compass gyrating. His ego and his mission, um, the self-serving mission that is in, would get in the way. I believe we'd have World War III uh, within two years. Okay, so regardless of what his supporters say, that he gains nothing by being president because he's so rich, he has everything, he's just doing this for America, wrong. He's doing this because he's unwell and he's on a misguided crusade to massage his ego and basically to, to expand his platform. It's a very personal thing that he's doing. I don't think that he even knows how he would make America great. And do you think, because at first I, I, I thought, is somebody like this, I mean, is he serious about running? I mean, I know you don't know him, but just in your professional opinion, do people sometimes just do this for the kick of it or for attention? Because at least in the beginning, I don't think he was really serious about this. I think it may have been like a joke among friends, like, look, I could run for president and win. I agree with you. And then once he started to feel this groundswell of attention and he started to love it, you can just see him intoxicated up there with his power 
and everybody cheering him on, all of these somewhat uneducated, misguided people, then it changes. And now he's kind of on this unconscious, manic mission of egomaniacal proportions for self-serving purposes only. And I think you're right. In the beginning, he was skeptical about it, and he was just teasing it and playing with it. And now I think that he thinks he's very serious about it. But unconsciously, I don't think he's aware of what he's actually going to be able to do if he wins. So this would, with this type of disorder, would this prohibit somebody from getting along with the House and the Senate? Um, and uh, would it also, is this person able to hide uh, pieces of that disorder or some of the bad uh, ramifications of having such a disorder? You can have narcissistic personality disorder of the sort of mild and passive type, which he is not. He is more of the overt and uh, malignant type, and I don't believe that he would be able to get along with people, especially internationally. I think that he would try to bully his way through um, through most of his presidency, and he would cause much more damage. So, no, he is totally unfit. And what makes tick, what makes him tick, is exactly what should disqualify him for leadership for any country, frankly, not just for the United States. So, I think he would be uh, a, a huge, huge damage to us internationally, and of course, uh, nationally. You're in medical circles. My husband's a physician. I know sometimes he has some fellow doctor friends, and they have chats. Are there other people in your circle who shared this mindset? I'm not asking for names. I'm simply saying, is this what doctors are talking about in the lounge or at lunch and, you know, maybe even over a cocktail or a coffee behind the scenes uh, about the uh, mental instability of this man perceived by people in your position and your peers? Yes, I would say that most people in this community, the psychiatric community, would say this man has a grandiose sense of entitlement. And that type of person cannot be president. The president has to be measured, has to be uh, somewhat humble, has to be patient, has to be able to, to, um, to, to have compassion for others, to, to rule and to govern fairly. And uh, this man is not someone that could do that. So, no, most people would say that. Now, the people that are afraid of where this country is going because they've been unhappy the last eight years, they see it as an opportunity. Here's a fresh new face who's like, let's go in there and get it done. But these are people that um, are easy to blame, you know, Muslims, Mexicans, whoever that Trump is going after, and say, that's the reason why I lost my job. That's the reason why this country is going downhill. So he plays on to the hate and the fear-mongering um, that is, again, as I mentioned, part of that grandiosity. Is it... Are these people typically liars or pathological liars? I ask that because he seems to lie a lot, whether it's he's pro-life, pro-choice, he's friends of the Clintons. They're not my friends, yet they invited them to their wedding. I didn't invite many non-friends to mine. Uh, And uh, in addition to that, um, even with the rhetoric that he's putting out there, the hatred and the banning and things like that, um, you know, I mean, are people with this uh, type of personality disorder typically uh, liars? Well, I don't know that they're typically liars, but I think that they're in such denial because they're on this unconscious mission that I don't even think they're aware that they're lying. Um, If you look at all the flip-flopping that he's gone through with, you know, pedestalizing certain people like Ted Cruz and Hillary Clinton, and then a week later or a year later, he vilifies them that quickly. So um, he will find a way to justify the lie and make it seem like he didn't lie or that, hey, things happen 
and these people turned on me, and so I have to be this way to defend myself. So I think there's an unconscious part in that that he doesn't even realize that he's doing it, and that's the scary part. See, the scary part for me, in addition to all this, Leslie, is that not only is he unfit to be president, but he's not even aware. His judgment is so poor that he's not even aware that saying the things that he says could possibly be inflammatory to other people or to other countries. He's not even aware of that in the same he, way. He's, he's not, not aware. aware. He doesn't care because that's a big difference. I think he's not aware. I, I don't think that he doesn't care. I think that he's not aware because if he cared, he would want to be really, really liked, and he wouldn't say those things. But he's not aware of that. And this is going to sound really shallow, but it's the same way where I don't think that he is a person to take seriously when he doesn't even realize, and again, you're going to think this is weird, that he doesn't realize his hair looks absolutely ridiculous. That, that yeah, very funny. true. But that, but that, that's a very little thing. I don't care about the hair of my president, but I do care about the mental health of my but, president. And a lot of people do feel this guy's crazy. He is a wingnut. Talking about relationships, you said people that have this disorder, and you believe Donald Trump does, um, don't do well with relationships. He's on his third marriage. But the first marriage lasted for many, many years. Would that be because he perhaps cheated? We know we, in fact, did with Marla Maples. Maybe there were affairs before. Or is that because his wife was extremely tolerant and uh, knew uh, the mindset and behavior of this type of individual? I say that because if you look, any time his children are interviewed, they say nothing but glowing things about their parent, as most people would when their parents are running mm-hmm. for office. But it's almost in a robotic, programmed, fearful way. Like, they're, I, I see, you know, they wouldn't dare say anything negative about Daddy because, to your point earlier, he'd write him off. That's right. I don't know. That's a really good question, Leslie, what happened to him earlier and how, what was the quality of his first marriage. But remember, and again, back then, he was not as boisterous and is not as outspoken as he is now. Is he playing it up now because he's running for a uh, for election? I don't know. But typically, people with personality disorders struggle deeply with interpersonal relationships. These are not relationships of equality because the person does not marry for equality. The person marries someone that is going to make them look better. So again, if it's somebody that lacks compassion, if it's somebody that is reactive and controlling and conceited, and in, inside, underneath that, they have this very sort of low self-concept. It's very difficult to let people love them, and it's very difficult to love back. And that makes it hard, I would imagine, um, on the, you know, the individual they're with. So how would, hypothetically, a Donald Trump be elected president, been married to Melania for years, continue to be with her while he's president, um, because as long as she suits his purpose, in other words, if she's the kind of first lady he wants, I mean, it wouldn't be uh, that far off base to say somebody with this type of disorder, you know, might be the first president to get divorced while in the Oval Office. God forbid he were elected. God forbid he would be elected. Correct. You know, Leslie, that's a very good question. I don't know the quality of his relationship with this wife, but I can't imagine that it is one of, again, equality, that it is one with, you know, equal voicing, with equal footing. I have no idea, but this is not something. Personal relationships are not uh, aspects of life that people with personality disorders, and not just narcissistic ones. There's borderline personality disorder. There's histrionic. There's many. And they've always struggled with sort of the inner emotions, uh, managing them, handling them. And as we know, a relationship is going to bring all that stuff up. 
Uh, let's go next um, to calls. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Dean in Buffalo is joining us. Dean, question or comment for our guest? Um, yes, uh, doctor. I was just wondering who you thought was the most mentally healthy candidate running for president. Uh, right now, from the Republican side, or are you talking all together? I'm just talking from the the entire field, Democrat and Republican. Well, unfortunately, I, I haven't been very impressed with the Republican side. I find that many of them tend to be um, either very evangelical and a little bit unrealistic. And then we have someone like Ben Carson that, to me, as I mentioned, is a little bit psychotic. But in terms of stability, sir, unfortunately, I don't have a lot to say about that, except for that, you know, on the liberal side, on the uh, Democratic side, I find that Bernie Sanders and Hillary at least have a little bit more sanity and a little bit more stability in their thinking. And you're talking about their politics, or you're talking from a medical perspective, the way you view Donald Trump. Uh, what is about Hillary and Bernie that gives them more stability than a Trump, for example, doctor? Well, I, I, I find them to not be as, again, as out there and bigoted and racist, and I find them to be uh, a lot more presidential in terms of pay, uh, portraying a, a, a sort of a, a balanced look uh, about what they would do with this country and also the way that they carry themselves. You know, I don't see them getting reactive with other candidates that attack them in the way that Donald Trump does. They just well, what about, somebody, a- what about somebody out there who says, look, there are plenty of KKK members who are racist. Do they all have this personality disorder? Uh, that's an excellent question. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't say for the KKK people, but um, it's it's difficult to say. Look, Donald Trump has, has shown it for the last six months, and he has shown it very prominently, and he has not wavered at all. And if sometimes he comes back and says, you know what, I apologize about what I said. Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way, or maybe I came on too strong. He has no apologies for anybody. He doesn't pander to anybody. And that, to me, is based on some kind of mental instability that he cannot see beyond that. Uh, Dean, thank you for the question. Um, talk to, uh, I want folks to read your article, but, you know, wh- what other things did you include in this for people that haven't yet read this? You mean uh, uh, what, that I would include, include that's not in the article? Well, no, that you, that for people that haven't yet read it and, you know, they're going to read it, but, you know, just tidbits of information that you want to share um, that, you know, perhaps even you were surprised by in uh, writing this about the Donald. Well, I find that whether he gets the nomination or not, what's scary to me is that none of this, that's, uh, everything that's happened with Donald Trump's exposure to the media does not come without casualties. And I strongly believe that this fascist bigotry of hateful words to everyone, but especially to Mexicans and Muslims, it goes into and seeps into impressionable minds. And those thoughts, those sentiments for other people, which is very un-American to me, end up in other people's homes, it ends up in friends' homes, it ends up in the ears of the children, and then we perpetuate this kind of hate. And again, whether he wins or not, uh, this message has been passed, and it's been pushed, and I think it's, it's reckless, and I think it's unforgivable. Okay, very quickly, less than a minute, do you fear him suing you? Uh, for what I just said? No, for what you wrote. <laughs> no, I don't at all. I think that people have said a lot worse things about him uh, on, on all kinds of uh, television stations and, 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 and news 
news stations and places like uh, Huffington Post. So, no, I don't fear that at all. I just fear that I, I tell it like it is. And he's hurt a lot worse. I don't think he's going to be hurt by this one. Okay, thank you very much. Donald Trump should be on medication, not on ballots. Check it out at HuffPost, HuffingtonPost.com. John Silimparis is uh, been our guest psychotherapist here in Los Angeles. You can follow him on Twitter at John Silimparis. It's John T S I L I M. P-A-R-I-S, and the website is johnsillenparis.com. His books you can get on Amazon, Retrain Your Anxious Brain, and Mortal Bonds, both available at amazon.com. Coming up, talk media news straight and live from our nation's capital straight ahead. You're listening to The Leslie Marshall Show, truth for all sides of the spectrum. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. 